G'day and welcome everyone. It's Luke and Shady from the Rossinieri Roundup podcast. How are you going, Shady? Hey Luke, how are you going? I'm good. How are you? I'm excellent. Um, obviously yesterday, huge, huge, huge news, huge podcast today. Um, we're back in the Champions League. Where we belong. Back home. Back. <laughs> we're finally back after seven years in the wilderness. We're finally back. Uh, no more Europa, no more anything else. We're back. No Super League, nothing Champions League. And I love it like that. That's the way to go. Yeah, I wouldn't be having any of that Conference League or Europa League or any of that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as much as I love that Rio Ave match, um, <laughs> yeah. it's, I'm, I'm happy to be up with the big boys again. Um, yeah. Obviously, a big match yesterday morning in the early hours of Monday morning for us. Um, we beat Atalanta. Yeah, it was a real nail-biter. Um, it was, you could, it was uh, just such a tense 90 minutes, wasn't it? Uh, but I think we handled the game really well. I think we took to the field really well. I think we had, a, I think the team as a whole had a very good game. And as we spoke about pre-game about needing Kessie in the defensive unit to have a solid match, they all were just stars. It was really good. We held the ball up really well. We did what we had to do to beat them. Let's not forget Atlanta have had a really good run against us lately. So it was really good just to, to, to win in the fashion that we did and to do things the way we did. Uh, and then just to nullify all their threats, basically, uh, be it from Malinowski or Zapata or Muriel, even when he came on in the second half. We had a very good game, I think. I was very happy with what we did. Yeah, and I think uh, considering that we're one of the youngest teams in Europe, um, if you're watching that match, you might have forgotten that because I thought it was quite a matured, uh, matured performance by us. That we, even though there was a lot on the line, it wasn't as if we were just throwing crazy attempts out there. It was very controlled. It looked like we were, we knew what we were doing the whole time. The back line, the defence was terrific, I thought. Um, I think they've been terrific over the last five matches. And, yeah, they really stood up. And, as you said, they nullified that famous Atalanta attack. Um, as much as it will pain a lot of people, I think Juju had a good match. I think he stood up when he needed to. Um, our man, Frank Kessie, had a terrific match. Um, I mean, the thing that stands yeah. out for me for Kessie... Um, I can't not mention is it it is that you know when he was in the corner and he was just holding the ball up and it took about four or five Atalanta players to finally push him out exactly um, yeah. it it, it kind of like resembled the whole match that it wasn't probably if you weren't a Milan fan it probably wasn't the best match to watch but we just did what we had to and even the goals oh, um you know both penalties but it was hard-earned, um, and yeah, we got we got the three points. Yeah, exactly. I think it wasn't one for the neutrals, definitely. I mean, it was a photo finish for the for, for Champions League spots in general, but this our game wasn't necessarily the most. I don't know, technically please. I mean, not technically, not wasn't like the most aesthetically pleasing game, but it was brilliant for us. And yeah, Casey with uh, I think the whole team was like really focused. You could tell from a lot of things. 
Uh, Tessie is, is a great example of that. The way he took on the whole Atalanta team towards the corner it was like something out of John Wick. It was crazy. <laughs> he had like five players kicking, punching at him, and he's still Frank the Tank. They don't call him the Tank for no reason. Huh? Um, but everyone was focused. You saw Calabria after the we scored in the first half. He was talking to the players, just like kind of motivating them, encouraging them to keep going. So it's it was it was an, an amazing performance from the whole team. I think everyone was focused. Everybody knew what they had to do. You saw the, uh, Dalot when he came on. You saw even Krunic when he came on. Everybody was on a mission, and that's the kind of mentality we needed. We kind of needed that siege mentality, I guess. Mm. And it it is incredible how much of an entire club performance it was because. Even these players like Diaz and Dalot, all those players that haven't even really been at the club, Tomori, haven't been at the club for very long. You might look at them in that performance and think that they were kind of club legends that had played at Milan for 10 years and loved the club more than anything else um, because that's the yeah. way they played and acted. Um, and even, you know, even the the way that the Curva Sud and all the Tifosi before the match, all of that was amazing and, you know... It speaks volumes about the, the club culture and why Milan is so much more than just an average soccer club. Oh. And, you know, yeah. No, no, one of the biggest in the world. And it was good. I loved how Pioli as well got the players to stand and just listen to, I think it was El Barone and then just the chance in general from the Curva Sud. Like you're saying, all the Tifosi, it was to get the players in just so that they, which they already knew, by the way, but just so they could get a better idea of how we all feel, how important this game was, how much was riding on this. It was good. Uh, as we were talking before the game, we could see good signs coming from the club, the get-together that they had, that barbecue, that club barbecue, and all those things just to, you know, kind of develop that bond, that camaraderie between uh, the whole squad, and it's paying off. It's good. It's uh, like you were saying, all these players who have just come in on, come in on loan, they understand how big the club is. They, they're very passionate about the club and they understand the weight of the shirt, which is something uh, I'm not sure all the players in our squad understand right now. Yeah, um, we might talk about that in a little bit. But how much... <laughs> lots to talk about. Um, how much of that do you put... Because, I mean, when you look at... I mean, even last season, year before... We came close to that top four finish, but just fell short. Um, how much do you put down to the, that being with kind of those leaders, maybe Kessie, um, Ibrahimovic, Kerr, all of those types of players stepping up and filling that role? Definitely, they play an integral role. I think it was the squad as a whole. We have that, to an extent, the nucleus or the core of the squad has been constant for the past couple of years. We've had, obviously, significant additions such as Abramovich, but the Kessies, the in defence. core of the squad has been constant to, to a degree, I mean, to an extent, these past couple of seasons. So it's just that we've added more leaders, like more like, um, we've got more, a bit more structure and leadership within the squad. And the players themselves have matured. They've been, like you said, we've come, we've already come close. So we kind of know what it's almost like just needed to go that extra step. That being said, this is still a work in progress. I don't think getting to the Champions League is the be-all and end-all. This is just the first step. These players, like we're saying, know how big this club is, and that means that getting to the Champions League should be a given. 
uh, we've been through a dark period and that's fine. But now we're starting, we've, I'm hoping, fingers crossed that we've turned the corner. So that means we should start to fight for these titles. Fight for the Champions League, fight for the Scudetto. Uh, hopefully not drop anymore. I right, win some silverware next season. Yeah. And I think if you look at it in the sense that what would have been the uh, the outlook if we had have lost that match, I remember that the Atalanta match was only one match in in terms of the whole season. What would have everyone been thinking? Probably people would have been saying purely out and all of these kinds of things. Um, that, I mean, it's a pretty different reality from that. Um, so I guess we've got to be careful not to lift our our kind of view of the club too much that it's still the same club that people were complaining about after the Cagliari match and saying that there are all these big problems. Um, in saying that, I think Pioli actually has done a good job. That I think yes. I think he has to have had, I mean, a pretty big influence in this change. Um, like, it, I don't know whether the same thing would have happened if Gatsulsa was still around. Maybe not, I don't think. I mean, the Napoli... I think the Napoli lineup this season was pretty good, and we saw what happened there. Um, so I think I think Pioli was a good decision to keep on in terms of Ragnik and all of that. Um, and I think it'll be interesting what, to see what we can build off this with him. Mm, yeah, definitely. Let's see how far we can go with him. He's definitely got the players' trust. He's got the management's trust. He knows how to work with everyone. So let's just give him, I guess, yeah, he, I think not give him the benefit of that. He deserved this. He's earned this. There are definitely reservations, like you were saying, about the way we play. And I, and I was happy, actually, to read how Pioli addressed that uh, in the post-Atalanta uh, in the conference. He was talking about reflecting on the season. He was like, look, there's a, uh, there are a lot of things we've been looking at, especially when teams come to San Siro and kind of, close out all the spaces we kind of struggle and we have to work on that so I was actually happy to read that because that's what we've been shouting off the rooftops for ages now that we just need to create more at home we need to do better at home so yeah he, he's earned every by any measure he's earned it yeah. obviously we're disappointed we dropped off in the second half of the season but like you said this is a young squad and if if someone had come to any one of us I think the vast majority of us if you'd come up to us at the start of the season and been like, you're going to uh, finish second uh, and qualify for the Champions League. I think we'd all take it. Yeah. We're disappointed because we dropped off where we were like first until February, basically. And it all kind of went downhill after the derby. Yeah. Or actually before the derby, starting from the Juventus game, we lost at home. Uh, it was a bit of a downward spiral, but we've had a really bad run with injuries, with the pressure of all the games. So it's okay. It's okay. It's a learning curve. Yeah. And hopefully next season with the Champions League, this set of players are like the vast majority of them will be still at the club. They'll have a bit more experience. They'll be able to handle it better. And I hope whatever the hell is going on with the medical stuff or whatever is happening with the training that gets sorted next year so we don't have the same amount of injuries. It's normal to get injuries, but not, I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah. And I think with Pioli, if you look at how many players have come into the club and played pretty important roles um, and stepped up to the plate, it's pretty impressive that really it's a team that's kind of just a bit of a patchwork um, at the moment, um, that he's been able to create that bond and they've all come together so strong and 
and produce such good results. Um, because yeah, it's been it's been a pretty big list overhaul um, over the last season and a half. So yeah, I think really there's there are negatives that we can talk about with Pioli, but overall he's done a I think a pretty terrific job. Agreed. Agreed. Hundred mm. percent. Yeah. Well, should we start talking about the other big news of the week that's hanging yeah. over us like a dark cloud? <laughs> um, and that is the same thing that we've been talking about for months and months. Um, feels like years. The Jijo contract. Uh, it's just one of those things, man. We've been reading that still nothing. Uh, and then I think good on the club for doing this. They weren't going to be. Regardless, look, at this point, at the time of this podcast for right now, you never know things might change in the next few hours. So just for the the record at the time of this podcast, which is Tuesday evening, uh, Melbourne time, I was. Jiju's basically got one foot out the door, yeah. it seems. We, the club, I think, good on the club for bringing in Mike, what, what Manian, did you say? Was yeah. Pronunciation, yeah, from Lille. I haven't seen too much of him, uh, to be honest, but Lille, he, he, he finished with like a really good amount of clean sheets 12, 12 or 13 clean sheets in the in Liga and this year. And they won the league. Lille won the league for the first time in 10 years. So he had a really good season. He's 25 years old. So, which is by goalkeeper standards, he's youngish. Yeah. Uh, he's obviously a really good keeper. So good on the club for bringing him in. I don't understand what Gigi is trying to prove him and Raiola. I don't know what they're up to because this is dragged on. We've been do- talking about this in the podcast for a year now. Honestly, it's been a year. Yeah. We've been talking about, is he going to stay? Is he going to go? Is he going to stay? Is he going to go? If he wanted to renew, he should have already renewed. And if he wants to leave, then that's fine. Good good luck to him. But I mean, again, my only beef is he's a professional. This is professional football in this day and age. I get it. I mean, your loyalty is basically to your short career and you try to get the best. To milk. You try As a footballer, I get it. A lot of footballers will just try to milk it in terms of contracts and get everything they can in that short career. I understand that. But again, my beef with the whole Donnarumma saga is, as we've said before, repeatedly, it sounds like a broken record. I'm sure people are sick of hearing us say, say it, or me say it at least. If you love the club so much, and if you're, you're club captain and you keep kissing the badge and you keep, it's the never-ending barrage of like social media posts about how much you love the club and towards, I mean, now let's go, blah, blah, blah. Mate, if you really love the club so much, just sign the bloody contract. Yeah. If not, that's fine. Just go, but spare us all the theatrics. Yeah. Again, it, and at this point, at the time of this podcast, it seems like he, he is on his way out, which is good luck to him. I mean, I don't think he'll bet, find a better environment for him. I mean, 22 years old, club captain, you've led them back to the Champions League. I mean, and this is supposedly your boyhood club, supposedly. So uh, it just doesn't add up for me. It just doesn't make any sense. Uh, and I'm really good job Maldini and the management for not being held hostage to Raiola and his tactics uh, reportedly wanting 20 million euros in commission but yeah I mean it's just it's too much there are you have to draw a line in the sand at some point and I, I'm glad the club did what happens next is Gigio's call but I mean the club couldn't have I mean I do not blame the club one bit and good luck to him if he goes to Juventus or wherever I mean, good luck yeah. really I 
He's a great keeper. One of arguably, as I've said myself, arguably the best in the world right now. But I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, the club comes first, even if you're the best in the world. Yeah, and I completely agree with everything you said. I have to applaud the club completely with what they've done here, especially just in the in the way that what was it? It was about. It was probably at around that five games to go mark that Maldini came out and just said, contract negotiations off until the end of the season. We're not talking about it anymore. It's done. The time for negotiation is over. If he wants to re-sign, we can talk about it at the end of the season. But at the moment, we're focusing on these last however many games, which was completely the correct decision, I think, at the oh, time. Oh, yeah, 100%. It was yeah. the way to go. Yeah, and, and it... it it's very, it's extremely disappointing what's happened, I think, for the club and even for Gijo. I don't understand it at all because it, it, as you said, for someone that loves the club, his name really is being dragged through the dirt at the moment. And yeah, his leg, I mean, his legacy in terms of being a Milan player, he, he could have. He could be that kind of next Maldini, next Baresi, all of them, club captain, maybe game record holder for the club, all of these kinds of things, win cups, bring the club back to glory, all of that. And just, it doesn't make sense to sell it all away for a couple of million extra each season. It doesn't make sense, particularly already when he's been offered eight million a season. I don't think that's anything to sneeze at. It's that's a lot yeah, of money, exactly. more than most players that will ever play, more than most people ever. So it doesn't make sense. The whole the whole Champions League argument that we thought was kind of one of the the factors playing into his mind, clearly that's not the case. If you said goodbye, if you said goodbye to the change room, um, yeah, um, none of it makes sense. Zero sense, zero sense. It doesn't make any sense. And yeah, I mean, and he's a goal, goalkeeper, so he's 22. He's making 8 million now. If all if he's motivated by his money, why don't you stick around, help this team win the league and the Champions League? And surely you're going to be, I mean, you're going to be around for a few more contracts. You're a goalkeeper. You can keep going to like 40 years old. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, uh, it's just. Whoever's advising him, I mean, obviously it's Raiola, but whoever, like, in his closer circle of advisors, family or what, I mean, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know how, his, how he's wired. I mean, his head's wired, his brain's wired. I don't know. But uh, hey, good luck to him. My only, again, but I don't blame any professional for acting as a... Shevchenko left us when he, I mean, you know, I mean, Kaká left us. I mean, and they were never the same players, obviously, when they left Milan. And they, <laughs> and even they tried to come back, they were never the same players. It's just like that. Some for a lot of players, Milan is an irreplaceable environment. The family environment and atmosphere we have, the way I don't know, they're not going to find that. Donnarumma's not going to find that any other club. But if he wants to find that out for himself, good luck to him. Good luck to him. But again, my only issue again was only just the, you know the, all that you know emotional the emotional roller coaster he put us through. Just be honest. Just be a man up and just say, you know what, I want to go play for more money. Just, it's very yeah. simple. And so, and especially from a supposed leader of the squad and quite exactly. a young squad at that. Exactly. Just say, I want to go for more money. Then good luck, but don't give us the drama. 
Yep, absolutely. Hakan? Uh, same story, but even less. I, I care even less because Hakan's definitely not going to find the better quilt. I mean, Hakan's a great player. Don't get me wrong. He is a great player. Yeah. But, I mean, we, we, if we can replace Donnarumma, which we, to an extent we have, we can definitely replace him. It's that simple. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, yeah, I... And Hakan is a bit different because I guess he's what he's got massive offers from is it Saudi Arabia? So I, mean, I think. Would, I thought, yeah. yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't know the rumors are all over, but I think yeah. Yeah. Um. So for him, I think it's a pretty clear just money decision. Um, yeah, yeah. And if he wants to go, yeah, as a bit the same. Good luck to him. He's um. He's been a big part of our success over this year um yeah. but he's notoriously you know on and off hot and cold um exactly. so very inconsistent yeah and i mean with the club lining up to paul and Ilicic and these kinds of players he is replaceable so with the allure of champions league as well a lot of players from all over europe are going to want to come up and you can get probably get a younger better player for the same way Look, mate, uh, we were just saying we had two Ballon d'Or winners that w left us for different reasons. I think Shevchenko is mainly more money-related. Yep. Kakao was more sporting. He'd always dreamed of Real Madrid, and we he, he'd already said that as a kid. Sorry, as he, in interviews, he'd said that as a kid, he was always dreamt of it. So, but either way, look, if we can... If, if Milan was able to go on after these players, then I'm sure we'll be able to go after, on after Donnarumma and Hakan if they choose to leave. It's their loss. Good luck to them. They've been great servants for the club. On the pitch, they were both amazing. But, hey, it's your loss. It's that simple. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess it's, at the moment, it's just their decision on whether they want to be part of the club that seemingly, to all of our minds, um, is heading in the right direction. They can stick on board. Otherwise, you know, as Maldini's proven with most other positions, they're replaceable. So okay. they're not going to get in our way. We're going to, hopefully, we still get to that, you know, that that success in the end, um, with or without them. We'll get there. We'll get there. This club has a very rich history. It's one of the biggest clubs in the world. We'll get to it. We'll win that eighth Champions League title. We'll get our 19th Scudetto. We'll get our 20. We'll get that second Stella. We'll do all of that. It's going to happen. If you want to stick around, that's fine. If not, good luck. But, yeah. Milan's never going to... I don't. No one should ever be able to blackmail Milan. That's simple. Well, on that, um, we could talk forever and ever on those, but um, we better wrap it up. We're going to do a full season recap next week. Um, yep, delve into all of the nooks and crannies of the season, go into everything, all of that, Great. which will be exciting. Look forward to that. Yep. We're going to dissect uh, position by position, I guess, go through player right there. Yeah. And yeah, we will we'll review the season. So, yeah, good. I mean, we'll let the dust settle a little bit um, and go from there. Sounds like a plan. Until then, Shady, as always, Forza Milan and how good is the Champions League? Oh, amazing. Amazing. <laughs> Forza Milan. All right. Speak to you then. See ya. See you next week, man. Cheers. Bye.